Bookish Ramblings thing that I do kind of needed like its little song so there it is if you guys know what song I was um, singing to the tune of then you can comment it good job um, so for episode 4 I decided that I kind of want to have two parts to this the first thing I want to do is like a January wrap up which normally when people do a wrap up video um, on YouTube they take up an entire episode to do that since I only do one bookish ramblings episode um a month pretty much that's what it's been so far anyway um unless something changes in the future but for now it's been once a month um so I don't want to spend the entire thing talking about just the books I read last month um so the first part I just want to quickly do like a short um keep it really short a short wrap up of the books I read in January um the ones I recommend, the ones I didn't like, and then I want to quickly move on into the main part, which is going to be um, a book tag that I've seen people do on YouTube, and I'm going to do it on here. So that's going to be the second part, so I hope you guys stay tuned and see this through till the end, and I hope that you enjoy it. Alrighty, so... I hope you have your coffee or your hot chocolate or tea or whatever it is you like to drink. I have mine next to me. Um, Levi is here with me. He also has his coffee and he's just going to sit and listen in on what I'm doing today and possibly I can convince him to participate a little bit. We'll see. Um, so let's get started. January wrap up starting now. Okay. We'll try to keep this as brief as possible. Um, okay, so the first I read, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I read like ten books this month. Um, now I have eleven books on my list, but that was because one of the books I didn't actually finish, but I'm mentioning it anyway. Um, First of all, I read um, two Melanie Dickerson books, The Princess Spy and The Noble Servant, and of course I always recommend those. Um, they're great five stars on both of them um i read where hope prevails which was the last book in the return to the canadian west series by jeanette oak mm -hmm. and it was good um i gave it four stars it's not the series is not the best series like it's not um five star worthy series i think i gave every book like four stars but they are good um so, I mean, yeah, if you're a girl looking for a clean read, um, then I would recommend those. Funny enough, we I was watching the um, Christie series with my mom yesterday, and Christie is a book that was written by Katherine Marshall, and they made, like, movies out of them. So, um, if you've ever seen those, you'll notice when you read the Return to the Canadian West series by Jeanette Oak, that there are a lot of similarities. I think Jeanette Oak kind of stole a lot of that story to make her books, but they're still good. Um, the next book I read was Restart by Gordon Corman. This is the first time reading any books by him. I read it because it was a book that got a really good review from someone that I follow on Goodreads. And, um, Oh yeah, you read that book too. Me and Levi read this book. I forgot about this one. Um, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was funny and it was good for, you know, younger audiences like middle school. Um, 
it's I think the kid is like what like 13 in the book or something yeah, like that um yeah so that's a really good series and Levi liked it like I said um, so I think for any age, really, this is a book that I really recommend. It was really, really good. I love the story and how the character just, to, um, you know, changes, like, complete, you know, just changes for the better. And um, just to give you, like, a brief um, uh, summary um, to hopefully get you interested <laughs> in it is basically, okay, this middle school bully, um, he falls off a roof lands on his head, gets amnesia, doesn't remember anything. All he knows is that there's um, one girl that like hates his guts and he doesn't have any idea why and he has these other friends who are really happy that he's back at school but he can't really, um, he finds that he doesn't really like them and he doesn't remember anything from the past or anything so he has to figure out you know about his relationship with all these people why some people are afraid of him and while other people um, seem to like him but he doesn't really like them anymore so it's a really um, interesting kind of um, you know plot for the book Levi do you have anything to say about this book um, yeah just that it was really funny and enjoyable to read and yeah I laughed a lot reading it yeah we had very uh, several laugh out loud moments it was just it was really um, really good. Um, so the next books I read was The Ranger's Apprentice, book 10 and 11. They were really good, and I've just been enjoying this series so much. Um, and yeah, it's just really good. Um, there's like one more book, and then there's like three prequels, which I'm going to be reading. But I'm taking a break because I'm trying to make the series last as long as possible because I don't want it to be over. Um, then I read The Edge of the Dark Sea of Darkness by Andrew Peterson. <laughs> This book I'm going to talk about in the next segment. Alright, The Edge of the Dark Sea of Darkness by Andrew Peterson. Um, if that title, I mean, that title in and of itself should tell you something about this book. Um, it, it's just like, I don't really, I don't want to spend a lot of time explaining this book because like I said, I want to keep this wrap up brief and I'm already on my second segment so it's already lasting longer than I wanted it to. Basically, if you want to know um, details about my opinion on this book, then you'll have to go to my Goodreads and read the review because I've already done a review on it. Um, but basically, like, I think I gave it three stars, I think. Um, I could see a younger audience enjoying this book a lot more. Um, I mean, I know some books, like, all ages, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, some older people, like, some adults liked this book because I've read the reviews. Um, it's just not really my thing, but I'm trying to give, I'm going to give the second book in the series a try because, um, the person who, uh, you know, gave such a good review, the reason that I read it in the first place, said that the second book, um, you know, you kind of need to read the second book because the first book is setting up a lot for the second book. So I'm going to give the second one a try, and then if I don't like that one any more than this one, then I'm going to be done with it. Basically, there was just a little too much. This book was ridiculous. Like, that's just what I'm going to say. Um, some parts had me, like, smile. I was smiling a lot. A few parts had me laughing out loud. Um, and... It's just, like, the ridiculousness of it all, basically. Like, I just, I can't even, you can't explain a book like this. You just have to read it. Um, so, yeah, Levi, what do you have to say on this book? Because he read it also. <laughs> I don't really have much to say except that it's, like you said, ridiculous. Just crazy, you know, Four just to, uh, weird. Like, one through five stars, how many stars would you give it? Two and a half or three, maybe. I don't know. 
Okay, so we're kind of on the same page. Like, on one hand, like, it was kind of good, but some parts of it were a little, just, just a little too much for us. Like, we just don't, um, a little too weird, a little too gross at times. I think it kind of took away from the book. I think it could have been a lot better if they had left certain parts out. Um, but yeah, I think for a younger audience, like elementary, um, maybe some middle schoolers, it might be better. I could see uh, younger kids like really loving something like this. Um, then I read a Nancy Drew mystery book. This is part of the original series. Um, it's the first one I've read from the original Nancy Drew series, and I gave it two stars. I was not impressed. Um, it was The Message in the Hollow Oak. I don't know what number that is. Um, I'm just not crazy. I've read some other like spin-off Nancy Drew books, and I'm just not crazy about any of those books so far. I still have several because they were given to me, so I'll end up reading them eventually, but it'll probably be sometime when like I'm really bored, I have nothing else to read, nothing else to do, and I can pick it up and um, you know, it's a short, quick read. It keeps me entertained for a little while. Um, but yeah, just not really impressed. I still want to read the very first book in the series. Uh, I don't own that one though. Um, then I read A Portrait of Emily Price by Katherine Ray. This is my second book by Katherine Ray that I've read. and. I think I gave them both three stars. Um, I don't know why I really, really want to like this author, and I don't know why, like, it's just, I don't know, it's it's hard to explain. Um, I think because maybe her books are, like, Jane Austen inspired is what makes me want to like them so much. Um, I just feel like, so I'm not giving up, there's still, I have the Bronte, uh, the Bronte plot that I still want to read by her, and I'm hoping that it's gonna be better um then i read once upon a summertime by melody carlson and um she's like a really popular christian author and i've only read a few books by her but this one was pretty good um and then i started on the loony experiment by luke reynolds um i thought it was kind of i was expecting it to kind of be like um restart by gordon corman i thought it was going to be like funny and um maybe a little bit silly and just kind of like a light um you know funny kind of read kind of a book kind of like that um but i did not like it i got like almost halfway through and i just could not finish it because i just i didn't like the main character his name's atticus i did not like him nothing about him like i didn't like any of the characters i didn't like mr looney he was just weird and so yeah definitely don't recommend that one i thought it was terrible like i said i didn't even finish it and that's rare for me usually even if i'm not crazy about a book i still like to see it through till the end but this one I just felt like I was wasting my time and I could have been reading a lot better stuff the last book I read was girls gone wise by Mary Cassian now I didn't read this entire book this month I started this book like two years ago and I just now finished it this month I left read the last few chapters this month um, and it was really good I gave it four stars it's just that this is not a fiction book this is the only nonfiction book that I finished this month um, and those kind of take me longer to read. I'm not as crazy about those, but they are good. There's lots of good information. I know they're good for me to read sometimes, um, but that's why it took me so long. Not because it wasn't good, it's just other fiction, more exciting books kind of usually take priority over like the Christian living kind of um, books. But it was still good. I recommend it, um, you know, to um, girls. It's a good something to read um i think it had some good stuff in it some really um yeah just some good stuff so i recommend that one 
All right, so that is the end of the January wrap-up. Um, yeah, I did not... I was hoping to cram all of that into one segment, but I should have known better. That's not... Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, so now I'm going to do the 10 bookish confessions tag. All right, the 10 bookish confessions tag. This is my second time recording this because the first time I took an entire five minute segment answering the first question and that will just not do. Nobody is going to listen to that, which this is called bookish ramblings. It so it's rambling. like a ba like basically you've been forewarned just from the title of this show. So, but still, like I cannot spend five minutes on one question when there's 10 of them. So I'm going to try to make this brief. Um, and I'm already going on for like 30 seconds. She's already rambling. <laughs> Uh, you have to be prepared for a little rambling when you, um, listen to this. Yeah, okay, I'm, sh I'm shutting up, moving on. Okay, the first question. Do you or don't you lend out books? My answer was I don't like to because, um, I have, um, let people borrow books in the past. But, um, there's two reasons why I don't like letting people borrow them. The first reason... Um, would is probably obvious. I'm afraid that it'll get messed up um, because my books are very precious to me and I do not want them messed up. So I'm afraid like someone who's borrowing it, they could drop it and it land, you know, face down and the pages get bent. They could spill something on it. Um, like anything could happen when it's not in my possession. So that is scary, first of all. And my second reason why I don't like to let people borrow my books is because... Um, it just, there's no other way to say it than when it is not sitting on my shelf with my other books, um, it bothers me that it is not, that it is somewhere else. I like it to be in its place on my bookshelf. When it's not there, it just really bugs me and I just want it back in my, <laughs> it sounds weird, but I just, I need it to be here with me. I don't like it, like, cause you borrow out a book and it, they might, the person might have it for like a month or two months or however long it takes them to read it. And I just, I like it to be with me. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel the same way with her about my books and stuff. Like it would bug me. Like if someone asked to, um, borrow my book, I mean, I would tell them they could, um, just because I'd feel bad, you know, yeah, telling you, them no. You'd feel bad saying no. Yeah. But I still, it would bother me. Like, I'm like this with my games. I don't want a single scratch on them because it, it just bothers me. Like, they're all perfect. That's how I feel my, about my books. I don't want them to be in perfect condition every time I go to read them. And I'm weird like that. So, yeah, that's my confession. Yeah, like, um, what was I going to say? I had something I was going to say and I forgot. Um, I would just have to, like, really 100% trust the person was going to take, like, excellent care, be very cautious like um very careful with my book before i let them and if they flat out ask me it would be hard to say no so i'd probably say yes um but it, it would probably also depend on the person yeah and one thing too though like not just worrying about giving it to the person if you trust them but like what if they give it to someone you know? well they would never do that with but, like you know, it's somebody that. might but nobody i know would do that because you don't like that's just not right. You're not allowed to do that. Um, uh, number two, do you read one book at a time or several? Have you ever read more than one book at um, once? I 
have and I didn't really like it so I would always just read one book at a time. So I have yeah I've read like up to three books at once before which might sound crazy to some people but what I would do is like I would start on one book and then it might come to a point where I got a little bit like usually it's when I have several books that I'm really excited to read and then I start reading one book and then um, several chapters in um, I just can't wait anymore so I pick up the other book that I was really wanting to read and start on that one um, so that's been the case before or if a book just gets to a point where it gets kind of slow and boring I'll start up on another book and then when that it gets to a slow point I'll go back to the first book or something like that I don't really do that as much anymore but it has something it is something that I've done a lot in the past um, so uh, third question do you like your series to match or do you not care Yes, they need to match. That is like, why are you even asking me this question? Like, a series needs to match. It bugs me if the covers um, are like completely different or in a different style. Like, why? They need to all look the same and look good together and kind of have like a theme. Levi, do you care? Yeah, I definitely what she said. I like them to match. Like, I don't want like one book to be like dark and all, and then the other ones to be like all like vibrant colors and not matching like that. That would bug me. Yeah, like it, it needs to it needs to match. Um, I think it like for example, I actually have a book, um, one of my Melanie Dickerson books. Her series normally matches, but there's her Thornbeck series has three books in it. And the third book in the Thornback series doesn't match the other two in the series. Um, the third book has a cover design that matches her Hagenheim series, which makes no sense. She said it was the publisher's decision and that it wasn't up to her. Um, but to me, like, it was a bad decision. I don't know why her publisher wanted it to be that way. To me, it drives me, every time I look at my bookshelf, it actually like really deeply bothers me that it doesn't match and I'm hoping that they'll come out with a different um, an alternate like cover at some point so that it'll match the other two books in the series. Confession number four. Do you skip and read the end? Oh, I admit I have done this. Um, usually though, it's I do this with books that I don't intent on finishing because it's not that good or maybe um for different reasons maybe the book is just like boring so I just want to skip and I'll just see how it ends um or maybe maybe even I was enjoying the book but it got inappropriate so I went ahead and skipped to the end because I was interested in the story and I wanted to see you know how it all ended so I read like the very end um those are the cases when I do it um if I'm if I really like a book and it's good, I don't skip to the end. Um, but you will maybe catch me like flip like I'll be on the left page and I just can't like yeah I just can't take it because I'm like oh my gosh what is being what's gonna be said next so like I'll skip over to the very next page and like read a little bit and then I'll go back to where I was. I do that sometimes because sometimes it's just like so overwhelmingly like, oh my gosh, what happened? Yeah, sometimes it feels like the writer is rambling in the book and I'm like, this is retarded. Like, well, sometimes like, it'll be, I'm just like impatient because I wanna know what happens next. So I'm like, I'll go over and like skip a few lines down to see and then I'll have to go back and read it. But yeah, if it's a book I really like and enjoy, you'll never catch me skipping all the way till the end. Um, yeah, I never do that. Um, uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. 
Confession number five. Do you like thick or little books? I like... It depends. I mean, if it's like a really good book, it's very exciting when it's like 500 pages because that's just more of good stuff that you get to read. Um, like, I think Chuck Black's um, Kingdom and, well, mostly Knights of Wrath Tray series, they're kind of small, thin books, and I love them, so I actually think it would be really cool if they were like big bigger and that would actually be like really awesome because there are like sometimes I feel like they're a little too small they don't last long enough so if it's like a really good story I'm excited when it's thick yeah um I like thick books usually more than the thin ones used to I read usually only thin ones but you know the quest for truth series those are really thick and I love those and I love them being thick like, it's, yeah. and after those, the uh, thin books I read, I wished were thicker. Yeah, because, I mean, if it's a really good book that you're really into, you don't want it to end. Yeah. You want it to keep going, so the thicker the better. Um, and it's impressive just knowing you read that thick book. Yeah, looking at a really thick book, you're like, I read that. I read I'm, that. like, so good. <laughs> um, you're, like, proud of yourself. Um, confession number six. How often do you write reviews? Um, Levi can't answer this one, obviously, because he doesn't do, like... Goodreads or anything like that um but I have a Goodreads and even before I did I would leave reviews on um like Christian book after I ordered stuff but um I don't leave reviews regular like I don't some people review every single book that they read um I don't do that I have to be like I have to be like really feel really strongly about a book either like in a good way or a bad way before I feel like reviewing it like books that I just absolutely love and I'm like bursting with like it was amazing and I have to like put it down all the things that I liked about it and how amazing it was so then I'll review it um and then other times like I hate a book so much and it's so awful that I also have to rant on Goodreads about how terrible it was and like list all the bad things about it so um I review like half the books I read or maybe not even half I don't really know sometimes I just don't feel like reviewing it um sometimes I just don't care to review it so I don't know sometimes I do sometimes I don't um number seven worst cliche and I only have like less than a minute left and I feel like this is going to take me a little more time than a minute so I'm gonna do this one in the next um segment Question seven, worst cliche. Um, this one I had to think about because um, the, I feel like there's many times when I run into things that just really, really annoy me. Um, but I finally settled on, I really hate when a character, usually it's a female character, in a book, she's like beautiful and perfect and everything about her is perfect, but she thinks, she doesn't know, like, how pretty she is, and it's mentioned constantly, and she thinks herself, like, she, that she's ugly, but then everybody else, like, she's obviously not. Um, that annoys me so bad, and I feel like that happens a lot in, um, like, YA fiction. I've come, there was this one book, oh my gosh, like, it was so annoying, I swear, like, every, it would switch between the main character's point of view and then like her best friend and bo both of the characters it was told how like they were beautiful gorgeous people and but they were always like 
looking at the other friend and being like, oh, I wish I was as pretty as her. And then the friend, it would switch to her point of view and she would be saying the same thing about her friend. And they both thought that they weren't pretty, but they were. And that is just like so annoying. It annoys me so bad. I'm like, okay, you're pretty. I get it. Like, can we move on and stop bringing it up? Like why? So that is very, very annoying. Um, I also sometimes get tired of just the fact that like, now this comes up mostly in romance books. Um, both characters, both the male and the female characters in the books are perfect in every way, um, outwardly. Like, they usually have some sort of, like, inward flaw, like they have, like, anger issues or trust. I don't know. They have to have issues. But outwardly, they're, like, perfect and, like, everything about them is perfect and they have to describe how perfect they are, like, on every page. And it's just, like, it, that gets annoying. It's like, okay, that's not reality. Like, not every girl is um, got a tiny waist and, like, perfect, like, gorgeous, beautiful hair and, like, perfect face and perfect, like, eyes and lips and everything and, like, perfect straight white teeth. Like, it's not, like, and it's just, like, can we just not, like, give me some characters with, like, some physical flaws, please? Because it just gets annoying and it's something, because that's something that you're going to come across in, like, every romance, romance book you ever read, um, no matter who it's by or whatever, like you're, that's going to happen. And so I've gotten to the point where I mostly can just kind of, you gotta look past it. Like it just comes with the territory. Um, you gotta kind of look past it, but sometimes it still gets on my nerves when it's mentioned over and over and over again. I'm like, can you please stop describing this person to me? Like, okay, I get it, but like, just stop. So it, on one hand, like it comes with the territory, so I'm kind of used to it and you just gotta expect that. Um, because I lead, read a lot of romance, but then at the same time, I'm just like, I get a little bit annoyed with it sometimes. So that is just like the, the cliche things that just really, really annoy me. <laughs> um, and I know some people like hate love triangles, but honestly, with the kind of books I read, I don't really come across those like super often. So I don't really mind it that much, but I feel like that's a common answer for most people. Um, okay. Too long on that one. Um, Number eight, how do you arrange your books? Um, how do you arrange your books, Levi? Um, well, I usually arrange them by putting a series of books um, in order from, like, book one, so whatever. And um, and the random books where it's just, like, single books. Mm -hmm. You know, with that, I usually put them, like, last on the shelf. Yeah, he doesn't really have very many books either, so he doesn't... It, his don't require a lot of arranging, really. Yeah. Um I have two series and yeah. a couple random books. Yeah, his his collection um, builds very slowly. Um, I have I've tried arranging my books several different ways. Like you can sometimes my family members will like walk into my room and be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like sitting in front of my bookshelves and I'm like, "I'm just rearranging my books." It's something that I do periodically because I get um, it's fun and you get bored of looking at them a certain way, so you just kind of want to change it up a little bit. Um, but right now, mine are organized by author, and then, like he said, series order, like what order they came out in, and that's the way. And then all the authors, like all their series are put together in groups. And also kind of by color scheme, um, some of mine are like, like on one of my shelves, all of my books that have dark covers, like black covers, are all in one spot, and then my color more colorful books are on another shelf. Also, I very briefly um, arranged my books into like a rainbow. I've seen people do this and it was like amazing and their books were like 
um, arranged so that it was like a rainbow and it had all the colors of a rainbow and I tried doing this and it was a little bit hard because I didn't have quite enough books there were certain colors that I was missing or didn't have enough of to do it but I did do it it just didn't stay that way for very long because then your books are all out of order and they're all mixed up and that um, is hard for me and I want them to be like in order <laughs> like of the author and everything and I don't like them being mixed up so I didn't leave it that way for very long but it was fun while it lasted and I also think it's really cool like if you look up pictures people like um, will have whole sections it'll be like the rainbow section and then like all white books and then all black books and I just think it looks really cool but maybe one day when I have like a ton of books I'll do that at some point because like it's like an entire wall of that and it's like the coolest thing ever um so number nine, favorite place to buy books. I buy my books from different places. I get them at thrift stores, I get them at used bookstores, and I order them um, offline from uh, like brand new from like Christian Book or Barnes & Noble or something, and also used ones from thriftbooks.com, which I've talked about. Great website, you should um, check it out sometime. And I also like going in bookstores like Barnes & Noble where everything is new. Um, and buying them brand new. I love buying brand new books. It's just that they're expensive. So most of the books I get are used. Um, but when I do get a brand new one, it's like very special. Um, but most of the time, I think like my favorite place overall to get, if I can't get them new, would have to be from thriftbooks.com. That is my favorite um, place because they're really cheap. It's just hard sometimes because sometimes like a book will be in worse condition than you thought it was going to be and that can be a little frustrating. Um, so I really like used bookstores because at the one I go to, um, you, you know, you see what you're getting before you get it and it's half, it's automatically half off the regular price. And then if you have store credit, which I do, it's half off of half off. So like if a book is like, you know, originally it was 10 bucks, it's gonna be $5. And then I use my store credit, it's gonna be 250. So I really like doing that too. Um, I haven't gone in a long time, but yeah, I really like that. Um, and what's your favorite place to buy books? Um, I like Barnes and Noble best. I've gotten a few books from there. Yeah. And, but most of my other books, they just came from online, you know, just yeah. shipped from, I think, I think I got some from Thirst thriftbooks.com I think didn't I get like one oh well anyway most of mine I got for like birthday and Christmas stuff that but I your favorite is to buy them brand new at Barnes & yeah that's my favorite place yeah I mean if I had the money I would buy like all of my books brand new from there but you know that's the funnest you get more if you get them used so um Kindle or paperback 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 yes um I I have read a little bit um i downloaded the kindle app on my phone and read a short story that i downloaded um that somebody wrote and i just don't really like it i can see that it is convenient sometimes and um it's really easy you don't have to be toting a book around um you could just like pull it up on your phone no matter where you are at any time i get that that's convenient and that some people really like that but i just have to have my paperback i like the feel of it in my hands, um, like it's just, 
you know, turning the pages and the sound of the pages turning, yeah. the way the book smells, like all of it is just like so ten, like a hundred times better. Yeah, I like opening new books and smelling them. You can't get that with a virtual book. Yeah, you guys might think we're crazy if you're not a reader, but like th the smell of a new book is like one of the best things ever. Like I'm not even joking. I love it. Paper. And I love the sound of the pages turning. Yeah. Like, I just like having it in my hand. I don't like swiping a screen to yeah, get to the next page, you know? And, me, and I'm a guy that loves, you know, electronics. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you just need paperback. Yeah, like, I just, I need my paperback. I, like, never want to read from a Kindle. I've tried it. is the end of bookish ramblings episode four and also the end of our coffee um yes we just made that song up for this episode because the coffee was literally gone and that's always sad so i hope you stayed till the end i realized that this is kind of a long episode um but it's been like one of like the funnest episode that i've done so far i think um so yeah i hope you liked it and I hope you liked all of the little tunes and songs that we did today. That's really what made it so fun to do. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, if you guys ever, of course, have any comments about anything that I've talked about today, um, or you ever have a bookish question to ask me, feel free to call in at any time. Um, you know, any day, it doesn't matter. Um, and I can always, if I need to save it until next time I do bookish ramblings. And if you have any kind of question related to books or reading or just whatever, um, yeah, just call in, tell me, ask me, it might even inspire the next episode. Um, so yeah, have an awesome day, you guys. Um, I'm done. Levi, thank you for being on the show with me. You are welcome. Bye, everyone. Bye.